Chapter Four of Juju by Murray Leinster. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Four: The First Victim. In a second he was up again and ran desperately until he reached my side. Blood was flowing down his cheeks from five deep scratches. The Pongo, he gasped, nearly did for me. Jumped me, but I got in two shots. Then he grabbed for me, but I got away. Stumbled just as you fired. Damn lucky. I stood still, facing the menacing jungle, but not a sound came from it, except the monotonous, rhythmic beating of the drums from three sides, where juju priests worked their followers into a frenzy of hatred against the white men. Evan went slowly up to the house, exhausted and shaken by his narrow escape from death. We held a council immediately. The drums on every side of us meant evil brewing. So much was certain for a white man to attempt to stop the juju councils would be perilous in the extreme but it was our only chance on the other hand for one of us to get through the jungle to take that desperate chance meant eluding the watchfulness of the hate mad gorilla whose cunning was increasing i don't know how he got to me said evan still shaking from the unexpectedness of the whole affair i heard a snarl and he was coming for me not ten paces away Startled, I pulled the trigger without aiming, and he came on. I got my rifle halfway to my shoulder when he reached me. One of his great hairy paws grasped the muzzle as I fired the second time, while the other reached for my throat. When the rifle went off, he started back and burst out in his screaming. It must have burned or injured his paw. I turned and ran, but he had done this to me in the meantime. His coat was half torn from him, and the deep scratches on his cheek showed where the claws had just grazed his face. I don't mind facing natives, Evan admitted in conclusion, but I'll tell you frankly, I don't care to go through that jungle again while that beast is in it. The eternal menace of the drums came to our ears, borne to us through the open windows. Arthur began to pace up and down the room, cursing under his breath alicia bit her lip and tapped nervously on the floor with her foot mrs braymore carefully began to fold and refold her handkerchief quite suddenly i noticed that it was falling into shreds beneath her fingers struggle as any of us would our nerves were badly worn the strain grew worse during the day there were two or three dogs about the place and it was curious to see them puzzled over our abstraction they kept alertly out of evan's way but they were obviously disconcerted by the absence of the servants who usually attended to them and they looked at us with perplexity in their eyes they could get no attention from the solitary native girl who remained she had withdrawn into panic-stricken silence serving us when necessary but spending most of her time in the room to which she had been assigned we had ordered her to leave the servants quarters and stay in the house itself all the morning the drums beat rhythmically during lunch they continued their hypnotic muttering and all afternoon they kept on kept on until it seemed as if we would be crushed by their regular pulse-like ominous rumbling far off in the bush where we could never reach them we knew juju councils were going on weirdly painted and tattooed witch-doctors whirled in their mystic dances and inflamed the minds of the blacks against us 
men beat upon the drums and yelled and yelled closing their eyes and surrendering themselves to the ecstasy of the rhythm until they became all but unconscious of the words they reiterated slowly and surely the blacks were nerving themselves to lift their hands against their masters given time a drum and a rhythmic phrase a native can convince himself of anything simply by pounding on the drum and yelling over and over the phrase that contains the idea he will luxuriate in the rhythm he will hypnotize himself by the monotony of the drum beats he will go into an ecstasy simply yelling over and over the one phrase dinner that night was a repetition of breakfast and lunch we sat down to the table our rifles by our sides our movements jerky and uncertain from the strain of waiting for we knew not what the dogs lay about on the floor watching us anxiously the single servant waited on us her face dull with apathy though flickers of panic lighted her eyes from time to time and always we heard the drums beating far off in the bush i caught myself sitting with a forkful of food in mid-air listening to their sullenly menacing rumble arthur evan and myself divided the night into watches i took the first and waited tensely until after one o'clock i heard nothing but the muffled drumming to the northeast northwest and south the moon shone brightly down and made the clearing about the casa like a lake of molten silver i heard the noises of insects the loud-voiced african insects and the cries of the night birds i heard nothing else the night was quiet and peaceful save for the ceaseless throbbing of the drums all around evan relieved me he came out on the porch and lit a cigarette that drumming gets monotonous he yawned i wish they'd come on and have the suspense over with if they come i remarked we're done for not necessarily if we hold em off for a week and kill enough of them they'll get tired and go away well, that wouldn't help us much i hardly see how we could make a hundred and fifty miles through the bush with two women and no carriers we might try anyway some of us would get through you've heard nothing no i replied just the drums i went indoors and lay down to sleep when i surrendered myself to the rhythm of the drumming it put me quickly into a deep slumber i knew what the sound meant that naked savages yelled and danced themselves into a frenzy of hatred against us but if one allowed it to become so it was very soothing at one time i half started from my sleep some sound within the house aroused me but a moment later i heard evan's footsteps on the veranda and recognized the sound of his shoe soles on the flooring he was humming a little tune to himself i was reassured and slept again i heard when arthur relieved evan too their voices came clearly into me as they exchanged greetings nothing new asked arthur nervously no i say arthur the natives are taking a deuced long time to get worked up to the sticking point i had them pretty thoroughly frightened perhaps they'll hold a big palaver for several days yell and dance themselves into exhaustion and let it go at that i've known such things to happen our primitive ancestors used to hold hee-hee councils and work off their surplus emotions in the same way if this juju festival lasts two days more i think it will peter out and wind up in a palm-wine debauch then they'll come back and be good 
it's the gorilla i'm worried most about just now said arthur grimly the natives are men and you can anticipate their moves but there's no telling what an animal will do particularly a pongo evan laughed i had a start just now he said i heard a queer sound in Bihita's room Bihita was the native girl she gave a queer gurgle i didn't know what was up and i went and peered in the door she was lying there quite still evidently sound asleep she must have had a nightmare but it gave me the creeps for an instant arthur seemed to pick up his rifle well i'm going indoors to get some beauty sleep said evan with a yawn cheer up arthur there's a damn good chance that the natives will just yell themselves hoarse and come peaceably back to work as long as the drums stay at a distance we're all right but wake all of us if they stop he came into the house and went into his own room i dozed off again when i woke it was well after daylight evan had stuck his head inside my door and was grinning cheerfully get up he ordered breakfast will be ready in a minute or two i rolled out of bed and heard him go to the rear of the house he rasped out an order in the local dialect but there was no reply he spoke again harshly there was still no reply i heard him fling open a door then he exclaimed aloud arthur murray come here we went quickly and into the room in which he was it was the room assigned to the native girl evan was standing over her couch looking grimly down at the figure lying there the dull features of the girl were twisted into an expression of the most horrible fear it was appalling that such ultimate terror could show itself upon a human face the eyes were wide and staring the mouth was drawn back in a voiceless shriek of utter despairing fright the hands were clenched so that the nails bit into the flesh of the palms and the head was oddly askew the girl was dead evan lifted up her shoulders and the head fell back neck broken he said laconically the gorilla good heaven said arthur desperately white as a sheet what next how did he get in here alicia he ran from the room and called hoarsely alicia's voice answered instantly what's the matter the native girl's dead killed by the gorilla during the night are you safe alicia appeared in person and proved it she was pale but composed where what i lost the rest of her question evan and myself were searching for the gorilla's means of ingress and exit the flimsily screened window was intact the door had been unlocked but evan remembered that he had found it closed and had closed it again after peering into the room during the night was it possible that the monstrous animal possessed the cunning to unlatch the door gently before entering and then the diabolical forethought to latch it again on leaving it seemed impossible but what other explanation was there he's been in the house said evan grimly where is he now i went out and got one of the dogs we brought it into the room and it sniffed at the dead body then we led it about the house once we thought it showed some excitement it sniffed at the door of a room that was used as a storeroom with our rifles at the ready we flung open the door no sound came from within the dog bristling walked slowly into the room cautiously we followed boxes and bales were scattered all about but there was no sign of the animal that had killed the native girl the dog growled and moved about stiff-legged 
but soon grew puzzled and sniffed perplexedly all over the place he could find nothing we explored the room thoroughly though with our hearts in our mouths three men and a gorilla in a small storeroom would be unpleasant for the men armed though they might be we could find no niche in which the beast might have hidden nor any evidence of his presence after a time the dog gave it up and lay down on the floor with his tongue lolling out do you suppose it could be a black that killed her asked arthur suddenly a native would have known about the latch one of them might have crept into the house and killed the girl in punishment for her having stayed behind when the rest left if he did i remarked grimly it's safe to say we'd better not touch any of the food he could have got at those voodoo poisons are deadly things and you can bank on it he was prepared to use them hardly likely said evan it must have been a native insisted arthur anxiously no animal would have had the cunning to creep in kill the poor girl silently and then creep out again it must have been one of the blacks gorilla said evan shaking his head arthur suddenly looked up i've got it we'll take a photo of the girl's eyes i saw a cloudy form on the retina i've got an insect camera in my luggage and can make sure what it was that frightened her that last moment of her life the expression on the girl's face had been one of terrible fear whatever it was that had killed her she had seen it before she died seen and known it for a deadly and horrible thing try it i urged we can't be sure otherwise if it was a native our food is poisoned for a certainty arthur went to his room and presently appeared with the queer camera it was a long box and evidently the lens was one of great focal length it took arthur a long time to adjust it properly he proposed to take advantage of the fact that the eye of a dead person will retain for from twenty-four to forty-eight hours the impression of what it saw last while living a great many people think that the shining image on the outer surface of the eye retains that picture and wonder at it as a matter of fact the picture is kept on the retina in the inside of the eyeball it is extremely difficult to photograph the retina without dissecting the eye but it can be done as arthur proceeded to prove i went outside and searched around the house for possible footprints after a preliminary search i got evan to help me we could find no single sign of tracks leading toward or away from the house there had been a heavy dew and the top layer of the earth was dark and damp footprints would inevitably have been shown when we had completed our search we stared at each other whatever or whoever had killed the native girl must be still in the house there were absolutely no signs of his having left we went inside beast or man something had been in the house moving quietly and undiscovered despite our watching it had entered the room occupied by the native girl and had awakened her she had seen it and it had been a thing she recognized as frightful her horror-stricken face was proof of that it had been cunning enough to latch the door of the room after the killing that meant a native on the other hand it had broken the girl's neck a feat that would require incredible strength that spoke of a monstrous animal we heard arthur shuffling about in his improvised dark room and the clink of the dishes in which he had mixed his solutions how had the creature man or beast 
reached the house how had it made its way silently through the rooms at midnight with one of us awake and on guard could it be that one of the servants had remained hidden in some secret place while the others had left and now prowled about at night while the rest far off in the bush yelled and howled drummed and danced and gradually became ripe to attack us arthur came out of his dark room with a glass plate in his hand his face was pale look at this he said quietly if you'll hold it so the light strikes it diagonally you'll see it in its proper lights and shades instead of reversed the plate was still wet where he had just taken it from the fixing bath we looked we saw running aimlessly here and there curiously like the branches of a tree little dark lines those were the blood vessels that nourish the eye we gave no heed to them however the sight that made both evan and myself gasp was the strange picture that we saw amid all those little blood vessels there distorted and hideous menacing and terrible we saw the cause of the native girl's death and of her terror we saw the head of a gorilla with its horrible discoloured fangs protruding from blackened lips in a grimace of unspeakable ferocity End of chapter 4